With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast live on YouTube and Facebook. Welcome to the show. It is transfer deadline day. The window is now shut, shut 10 minutes ago. As expected, Newcastle United did not bring in a senior player. They did bring in a youngster, more on that in a moment. So I'm Andrew Oscar, joined by Aaron Stokes. Aaron, as we've just said there, no senior rivals today. Um, as expected, Eddie Howe said that as much once the deal for Lewis Hall was complete last week. What's your thoughts on, on deadline day and on the fact that Newcastle United haven't brought another addition in? Um, look, I think it was nice of Eddie Howe to give us the courtesy this morning of letting us all know, um, you know, that there was going to be no income in business. I think, you know, Newcastle United fans had sort of accepted that that was going to be the case, whether or not that was the right or not or wrong decision. I think we're not going to learn that until a couple of weeks or months down the line when the season starts to really kick in. Um, Newcastle United fans, obviously, ever since last weekend when Botman got injured, have, have sort of been clamouring a little bit for another centre-back. Eddie Howe clearly doesn't think that they need one. He thinks that they've got enough um, in all departments um, and they're just keeping their powder dry maybe until January or even next summer. They do, though, I think, in the mind of some, and myself included, look a bit short in, in certain areas. You mentioned there the centre-back now. We wait to see the team news uh, against Brighton to whether Sven Botman is missing after picking up that knock against Liverpool, and I suppose that's the worry. Look, he might just miss Brighton, and then, then you've got the international break, and he, he'll be back for the Brentford game afterwards. But after the international break, you know the games come thick and fast. You've got the cup game, you've got the Champions League as well. In your mind, haven't Newcastle left themselves a little bit short at the back? A little bit, maybe. I think. I think if you'd asked everyone this time last week before the Liverpool game, I, I don't think the the sort of desire for a centre-back would have been that good. But all of a sudden, we've suddenly seen Sven Botman, you know, go down injured. And we've all sort of thought, actually, when you, when you strip back and look at that centre-back um, sort of department, there may be one or two light. Um, you know, lots of talk about Alex Murphy potentially coming through after a good pre-season. We're yet to see him in a Premier League squad so far um, since the summer. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think Eddie Howe was, was very clear that he thought, you know, the window isn't, it can't be determined. You can't really put a, a grade on it until uh, the season started. But I think I think there may be just one or two light in, in maybe one or two positions. We have been talking about the transfer window. Obviously, we had a live event 
on Wednesday and I went around and asked the panel, where would you like to see Newcastle strengthen if there was no obstacles, which realistic uh, position would you like to see Newcastle bring an extra body in? And, and you know, a couple of the panel said centre-back. I said a, a number six. Uh, someone else said a striker. It'd be interesting to know what people uh, watching live are thinking or if you're watching later, drop it in at the comments. Because I, I do think, I mean, it's easy to say in an ideal world, isn't it? Because um, I, I think they've done a really good job with the players they've bought. Uh, but I, I am a little concerned about the um, the striking position. If, if Isaac or Wilson pick up a, an injury, um, who's going to then, then fill in? And again, I know you've just said it. You know, it's we weren't that worried before the knock the bottom, but I, I still think some probably were. I, I still think some were looking at it in saying even if bottom chair and ourselves are all fit, you are leaving yourself a, a wee bit short. Yeah, look, I, th- I think there's a couple of ways to look at it, and I think l- let's be positive for a moment and look at the window as as a whole. I think they've strengthened. I think they're stronger than they were this time around go than they were going into summer. They obviously only really offloaded Alan St. Maxman from their first team. They've strengthened with a couple of good youngsters, Sandro Snarley, Harvey Bars, they're good additions. But then I think if you look on the flip side, if, if we rewind back to the start of the summer and we were probably doing podcasts with fans and between ourselves asking, you know, where do they need to strengthen? And I think a lot of people would have said, well, they need someone to come in and replace Dan Byrne. They haven't done that. Some people said, um, you know, they probably need another right midfielder to replace Miggy. They haven't done that. So it depends which side of the coin you look at it. Have they done enough in terms of what fans maybe thought they were going to do three months ago? No. Are they better off? Yes. Is Eddie Howe happy? Yes. You know, they've signed one of the best midfielders in Europe. They've signed a very, very good upgrade and answered maximum. We've got two for the future. As I said the other day, I think I think we're maybe ranking it at an A rather than an A+. To coin a phrase, says we aren't sure. We have Burn Macelles, the club captain, and Alex Murphy. Before we get to Dummit and Craft, yeah, look, I think it's it's there are. I mean, the window I think overall has been really good for Newcastle. They've strengthened, I think, in two areas where they really needed strengthening the most. That being in that centre midfield and then being out on the left. Um, and I guess for many, actually, the, probably the most frustrating thing of it all is how they've struggled to get players off the books. You know, it took a long time for Ryan Fraser to be uh, sent off down to Southampton. As as we do this podcast, we know Jeff Hendrick was set to join Chef Wed and Hayden after trying to get to Luton, after trying to get to Chef Wed. Now looks like he's going to um, potentially move to standard Liège, but knowing his look, that deal will probably fall through. It, it's been a little bit tough to get the players who signed potentially long contracts under the Mike Ashley uh, off the books and therefore to free up a bit of wage to potentially invest in another signing uh, for the current day squad. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were all surprised at the, as you say, the time it took. You know, I mean, Ryan Fraser, he's the writing's been on the wall for months for him and only took until last Friday to get him out the door. Isaac Hayden, you know, bless him because he's a little fan favourite and he always gives us all, but he's really, really been struggling to. Uh, find a team and that is partly because of the wages that he was on at Cass United after that lengthy contract he was given which still has another three years to run Jeff Hendricks obviously just literally been announced as a Sheffield Wednesday player he will spend the last year of his Newcastle deal out on loan um, three players that had to go three players that have been training away from the first team they've been told by anyhow 
you know, a long time ago that they didn't have a future at the club. Um, but I think Newcastle were just sort of feeling the after effects of those Mike Ashley contracts, um, and and they've struggled to get them off the books. And you know, you look at you look at who they've got rid of this summer. Obviously, the three that we've just mentioned, Alan St. Maximum, they didn't actually have that many players to move on. It's going to be interesting now. We sort of move into the next you know phase of Newcastle United in the next transfer window next summer. Who are the players that they're going to move on? You know, can they keep up this top four, top six run? I mean, that they keep Bruno, Bottom, etc. Or are they going to have to move Miggy and Byrne on? It's going to be interesting to see where they go next. Um, but outgoings, I think, I think Ali Howe wanted to keep the bulk of the squad together and he's done just that. He certainly has. And, you know, there was talk about uh, Lewis Smiley and others going out on loan. You know, Eddie Howe said Lewis Smiley's going to, going, to, going to stop Brown. That didn't stop some speculation. Alex Murphy, another one. I mean, they look like they probably will end up stopping. Um, now, I'm not sure that the rules are with the loan window. Maybe there might be a bit of scope for, for teams to come in and grab a, a couple of youngsters but um yeah just to make one final point on the, on the whole mike ashley era you know it, it is and i'm gonna to have to say the word which i've banned myself from saying but as it's a special podcast i'll say it it's refreshing to be sat here on transfer deadline days saying look where were the two priorities for newcastle at the start of the window it was on the left it was a central midfielder have newcastle United done that tick tick and then they've also gone and strengthened left back and right back in livermento and uh, Lewis Hall as well. And we're not sitting here on transfer deadline day, despite Newcastle not buying anyone, feeling disappointed, feeling like let down, feeling like Newcastle haven't done enough. Yes, we'd like to say that maybe you've bought another striker or another centre-back, but actually what they've done is they've strengthened to a really good degree. The squad is definitely better than it was before the window. And I think... That's refreshing. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not tracking the helicopter on transfer deadline day and being disappointed when a second-rate Fulham striker doesn't agree to move, you know, because they've done the bulk of the business early and they've got who they needed in. Absolutely, and I think let, let's be positive as as we say. We you know we're talking about it being a good window. Yes, people might want a couple more. They might want you know one or two more through the door. They might be a little bit good that they haven't got that. But we're talking about cover, aren't we? We're talking about, yeah, they may be a little bit short in certain areas because of if we get an injury. Um, Eddie Howe, as he said, as soon as they got Lewis Hall through the door, he thought, right, we've got enough. We don't need to chase. We know there's not going to be any deadly day panic like we've seen at Manchester United, like we've seen at Tottenham, like we've seen at Liverpool. You know, Newcastle United got their business done early. There was no scrambling around for a late Hamza Chowdhury low deal, which is, you know, refreshing, as you would like to say. So, Good window, maybe one light, but I think on the whole, you know, you've got it rated well. And look, if they get lucky with the injury guards until January, it'll have proved that, you know, they've made the right decision. Do you think that now already they'll be planning for January? Because obviously we've mentioned their left-back position. We've got out and got Lewis Hall, but we'd probably like still another senior left-back to come in. Uh, I've mentioned their number six for me. We've mentioned their potentially a striker and a centre-back. Do you think already... They're turning their attention to that January window and, and they'll want it the ground running come, come January the 1st. Well, funnily enough, Eddie Howe sort of got asked that question this morning and he was asked, are you already looking at January? Are you already looking at next summer? And he sort of laughed and said, well, no, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm this window's still going on. But I think deep down, you know, he will have. I think they know that um, there'll have been targets that were there this summer that they can't have, you know, gone for because of FFP. Um, you know, they don't want to sell themselves short and if they need a new recruit bought in January, the money isn't there. So I think they'll they absolutely will have a, 
their eyes set on on further deals. I think um, what's quite telling is the fact that Newcastle have been linked with a lot of young players. And when I mean young players, I mean you know under twenty one or, or academy level that you know don't look to have been signed off yet. I think we're going to see a massive recruitment push in the next couple of months for players to improve the academy. We've already seen obviously seventeen year old um, Travis Hearns coming tonight. I think we'll see a lot more of that in the coming months. But absolutely, I, I don't believe that Eddie Howe was telling the truth this morning when he said that he didn't, you know, already have one eye on January or next summer. Yeah, Travis Hearns joins from Shrewsbury centre midfielder, seventeen-year-old uh, as Aaron says there. So one to watch in that position. When you look around, Aaron, the rest of the the, the wins. I mean, it's been a bit of a, a crazy day today. I mean, Hugo Lloris uh, linked to Newcastle in the, la- the last few hours, which was a a bizarre name to be pushed um, in Cass's way, Harry Maguire earlier in the week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess just on that, you know, we always knew Newcastle were going to be linked to these big names, and you know they've stuck to the guns though. They, they, they haven't done what a lot of people have expected them to do, and maybe go out and sign big names and big players for big wages. They've obviously got a plan and they've stuck to it, and that's why you know they've got. When we say they've signed, you know, the four they have, um, we, we we know that they were the four on a, on a list. You know, they, they, they've, they've looked at them for a long time. And I guess that in itself shows you just how well the transfer approach is going at Newcastle. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the fear when Newcastle United got taken over was that they were just going to be used as a vehicle by agents to, you know, push their unwanted players onto them. And in a degree, that's been... That's been the case. You know, we've seen some quite outlandish links, not just this summer, but in previous windows. And as you say, Newcastle haven't bitten at all. You know, Andrew has just made a very good point in the comment here saying that this is a measured, strategic approach. You know, this is this is the new norm. This is, you know, not trying to get the fax machine working on deadline day to try and get a deal over the line. They've got it done. They've got it done with a week to go. Um, and there's no late rushing. So, as you said, the four that they wanted were on the list. Harvey Barnes, long-time admirer. Um, by Eddie Howe, the two fullbacks they've brought in, you know, high on the list given how how high that ceiling is for them too. And then you've just gone and signed one of the uh, one of the best midfielders in Europe. So, yeah, measured approach. Hopefully here to stay, and you know, no no biting at those you know potentially tempting agent deals that get offered on a plate. You know, the teams have gone a little bit crackers today. I mean, Brennan Johnson has just been confirmed at Spurs. For about forty-five million. Now we were talking in the office, weren't we, before we uh, we headed home about Johnson. Big fan of him, but we were saying it, I think you'd you'd spend that money after a second or third season in the Premier League, not after a debut season where he scored eight goals. Yeah, look, a bit of a bit of risk attached to that one. I think, um, as you say, very good player. I thought he impressed last last season for for, for Forest at Wyden. Um, I think no doubt he'll probably fit into the Spurs team, but it's a big price tag. I think it's not just Tottenham. I think you look around the league, you know, Liverpool, they might have, um, you know, fended off that late interest for Mohamed Salah, but big midfield rebuilding job um, that they've done there, you know, losing Henderson, Fabinho, um, Oxley, Chamber, Milner, and then having to bring in, you know, three or four new midfielders is going to be a big challenge for them. You know, I'm saying this a little bit sore, uh, sore still from Sunday, but. Manchester United, you know, didn't really seem to have a cohesive plan. They've just spent the last 12 hours scrambling right around to try and get Amrabat over the line. A lot of the clubs that are going to be in and around Newcastle have, have had sort of you know, disjointed and a little bit of a you know strange window. And I think that just again shows why Newcastle have been smart to try and get their business done early. 
Indeed, I mean the man right there confirmed. I mean, we talk about Spurs, how they how they really replaced Harry Kane. That'll be one to to watch. And Nottingham Forest as well have gone absolutely crackers. And I can't work out of Nottingham Forest because they're signing decent players, but I just don't see how their approach works. I mean, they've signed the the Benfica goalkeeper who kept twenty one clean sheets in thirty four games last season. As Benfica won the title, I mean that's a good signing, but they do seem to be on that scattergun approach where. They're going to have to build a dressing room nearly as big as Chelsea's. Yeah, look, I think we all thought Forest would be one of those teams that spent massive last summer, stayed in the league, and then maybe took it a bit easier. They seem to be, you know, still be spending at will. Um, I wonder if financial fair play might eventually catch up with them. Chelsea, I mean, who knows what on earth is going on, you know, at that club? I mean, they've signed some really, really good talent, but it just seems like, you know, they're signing them all in the same position, and that's out wide. They haven't really got an out-and-out striker other than Nicholas Jackson. You could probably say that their you know, defence is still a bit shaky. I, don't, I, I can't understand the logic there. I mean, you know, people have a go at Newcastle United and the finances and, you know, killing the game, whatever. But Chelsea have just spent a billion pounds in three transfer windows and there's hardly any scrutiny on them. So, very interesting to see what they do. Bournemouth have spent a lot of money, as you know, me and you were talking about this morning, um, off air. There's a lot of teams that have really, really spent... Um, and yes, Newcastle United have spent a lot of money. They've spent over £100 million on three players. That'll be 130 or £140 million by the time Lewis Hall's money gets added to that. Um, but you don't get the feeling that they've gone scattergun or gung-ho. It's measured and it's smart and it's sensible. Um, and it's baby steps, which is, I think, what Newcastle United fans are, are quite happy with. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Richie says we've come a long way in a short time. No negativity. Let's see where we are in five years. I honestly believe we will win a silverware for the first time in my 47 years. And Sean says he's confused to why, uh, as Chelsea uh, got the right to sign all these players when Newcastle are restricted by FFP. Um, and he says the same, something about Nottingham Forest. I mean, you know, the Newcastle zone has been very clear about uh, abiding by the rules. And I, and I guess probably the, the main point there you referenced it in your answer before and that there's a good chance FFP might catch up with a couple of sides in the years to come, whereas Newcastle United don't want to, to have that. They don't want to be bitten down the line. So, you know, you spend within your means now, within the rules now, not to say the other teams haven't, you know, because, you know, that that's not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Newcastle are being cautious about their own finances so to avoid any potential penalty down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know I keep saying it, but they're still, you know, feeling the after effects of 14 years of neglect. And I might actually, the deals that he was doing financially were, 
you know, really, really poor for the club and, and what should be a, you know, a booming Premier League side. It might not happen this window, it might not happen in January, but I think we're, we're slowly going to see the shackles taken off a bit. I mean, that seller deal is absolutely huge. You know, you're getting probably 20 to £25 million pounds more from seller than you were from Fun 88. This Adidas deal is going to completely, you know, rev- revolutionise their finances because you're going from £5 million pound a year under Castor to, you know, potentially, you know, as high as sort of 60 under Adidas. Um, Game-changing sums, you know, sponsorship-wise. And soon and soon and, you know, further down the line, we're going to sort of stop hearing about FFP, I think, because Newcastle are soon going to be, you know, self-sustaining, financially profitable. Um, and I think, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how Chelsea and Forrest eventually balance the books, but Newcastle don't need to because because they've done it clever. Final question then before I let you sign up, because I know you've been uh, up for, for quite a while. Looking around the Premier League and looking at the players who have switched sides, is there a player that you're looking at and you're thinking, oh, if only Newcastle I could have found that X amount of money down the back of the sofa, I would have loved to have seen him join Newcastle United. Um, look, regular listeners are probably bored to the back teeth of me saying it, but me so DRB, I would have absolutely loved. And I just think paid a very, very close eye on him at St James's Park and just looked fantastic. Um, but I don't want to keep boring people with that, so I think there's someone else. Um, you know what it is? We were talking about it. I think earlier in the window, I'd have loved Cole Palmer for that price at Manchester City. Very inexperienced, very raw, but very, very decent. Um and maybe at the back, if they were going to go and push the boat out, maybe Theo Hernandez from AC Milan, but that might just be a little bit too optimistic at this stage. But, you know, they're in the group of death in the Champions League. I think we can we can dream a little bit. Yeah, we've got to kind of phrase in Madison at the minute, Andrew Gibson says, Diaby. for me, it would have been, you know, you know who it would have been? It would have been Mr. Tyler Adams. And I still think Newcastle are lacking in number six. I think a 20 million deal for him could be a real bargain this summer. But I agree, Cole Palmer, I, I, I can't understand why Man City have allowed him to go to Chelsea. Because if Pochettino gets it right, they could be rivaling uh, City for the title. I mean, I don't think he's going to get it right. I think it's a bit of a mess there. But yeah. I can't understand why they've let him go. I, I mean, for me, we're talking about options on the right to try and compete with Miguel Amigo. When you're talking about upgrades, Diaby would be an upgrade, but Cole Palmer could play out there. I mean, he looks a fantastic talent. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because City have just gone all out and signed this Jeremy Doku and, um, you know, essentially playing in the same position as called Palmer. For whatever reason, Pep was happy to, to sell him, which is a, you know, a surprise to us. It's a bit of a head scratcher, but interesting to see how he does at Chelsea because I imagine we're going to see a lot more of him now. Yeah, indeed. And then just to finish off, then give a rating out of 10 for the window. Look, I, I know there's a little bit of negativity. And I mean, a lot of the comments that we've had on this live chat have said, you know, it's a poor window. We need to strengthen in certain places. But I think let's zoom out a little bit. A week ago, we were all happy with it. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a solid nine. I think it could have been upgraded to a 10 if they'd maybe got another, another, another set of legs in at the centre-back and maybe another left-back. But that's, that's just for me. I'm going to give it a nine. What about you? I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. I think they did what they needed to do in the right positions. I think the positions we're talking about are just to make us feel comfortable. You know, you, the centre-back, the striker, the number six, because you have players in those positions. And, you know, the players that would come in those positions, unless they you know, were really, really good, they would be 
third, fourth choice in some instance. So it's more cover as as, as you've been seeing over the, the past week. Uh, in eight out of ten, you can always do better. Um, but yeah, I think happy with the window. The players have brought in like Harvey Barnes. I mean, Tenardi's different class. Barnes looks real quality in the two lads um, on, on it, full back, versatile, big features ahead of them. I think Newcastle have done done a good job, and I think they've, they've sent a statement out as well. You know, they're, they're not going to uh, pay silly money. They're not going to be budged. They're not going to just sign anyone here or there. They mean business. They've got a strategy. They're going to stick to it. They have stuck to it. They stick to the players that you know that are on this list that they've researched. And I think January will be more of the same. And it's going to be an interesting window then. But of course, we've got loads of football to come in between that. And not least the Champions League, which we're all looking forward to. Uh, just uh, We'll just quickly jump in and send um, some comments to, to sign off there. Eric says, Castle should have signed Teeny. Uh, Dan can celebrate no more uh, Fraser and no more uh, no more Deadwood and Hall um, has also uh, been praised by Dan there thank you very much for joining us here on the Everything is Black and White podcast get yourselves to bed it's been a pleasure to bring you transfer deadline day through Chronicle Live Doc what you can hear on the Everything is Black and White podcast hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and share the podcast if you're listening through the app later thank you very much enjoy the rest of the weekend and here's hoping Newcastle can get three points against Brighton on Saturday and we'll bring you live coverage of that game through our website through our dedicated dedicated uh, live blog over at chronicle live.org